Hello and happy Lord's Day. It is the fifth Sunday of Lent, March 26th, and this is The Daily Pause. We're so grateful that you've joined us. We're glad to be here with you again. Andrea Like is here to serve us. What are Sundays like for you? Are those hectic days? Are they traumatic? Are they <laughs> amazing and fun? What, what's a Sunday like for you being a children's director? I would say all of the above right there. <laughs> um, I think they're chaotic, but in a good way. A um, lot of details, but also a lot of joy when the kids come in and then joy when they um, learn something and are growing in their faith. What's so. one of the things you like about Sundays here at Willamette? I love getting to see all the families as they come in. Um, I stand at check-in so I can greet everybody, and I just love seeing the joy on their faces as they are excited to be in their classrooms. Yeah, it's super fun. I have a great deal of respect for um, parents with small children. I had four of them. We raised them, but it's been so long now that I've forgotten how, how, how hard it is. And I think that's why you tend to have kids when you're young, because when you're older, you're like, well, this is a lot of work. You know, you got to pay attention. So I'm just saying good on you to all of our children's workers that may be listening today. And to you, Andrea, thank you for caring for them. Um, It's such an awesome thing. And to be able to partner with parents, because what they're doing is they're, they're building, as they say, building a cathedral and uh, in the life and the soul of one of their children. So thanks for what you do. And uh, we're going to be reading it here in a moment, and uh, we're grateful that you're here, but let's pause for a moment to allow the Lord to quiet our hearts so that we can receive from Him. Fifth Sunday of Lent. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. Mark 10, 43-44. When Jesus teaches his disciples about what it means to follow him, he redefines the meaning of true greatness— We see this in our reading for today. When James and John ask him if they both can sit alongside him when he comes into glory, he turns their ideas about human greatness upside down. He tells them that they do not know what they are requesting. Jesus explains that those who are considered great by the world's standards hold their power over others. For his followers, however, things are to be totally different. Those who are truly great in the kingdom of God serve others. The disciples have a difficult time grasping Jesus' view of greatness. So do we. Our society bombards us with completely opposite messages. Those considered great are people with power, people continually in the public spotlight, and people served by others. 
But the way of Jesus, as we have seen, is radically different. Jesus encourages us to serve others without taking credit and to choose last place over the front of the line. It sounds crazy, and so we mutter under our breath, why on earth should we even consider doing this? The reason is clear. We travel this path because it is Jesus' way into the kingdom. If we want to experience the life that God makes possible, we must take this path of servanthood. We have to learn how to give up the right to be in charge, to call the shots, to give the orders. Rather, we seek to discover how to become available to others, to bless those near us, to be sensitive to the needs in our midst. In the process, we come to experience the gift of another kind of life, a life of joyful freedom and gradual transformation a life in the kingdom of God. Each of us needs to explore what Jesus' instructions mean for us. Most certainly, it'll mean joining those who our society doesn't consider important. The destitute, the desperate, the elderly, the homebound, the sick, the victims, and learning how to best serve them. Sort of a constant theme in Jesus' conversations with us that we kind of come up against things that are, as we talked yesterday, otherworldly, a different way of doing things. And um, this whole idea of serving is something that we have all experienced at some level. Sometimes it was servitude as a kid. I can remember cleaning the church because Dad said so because he was a pastor and we had to clean it before Sunday. So uh, that was called... uh, voluntold, being voluntold. Um, (laughs) But uh, the true test of a servant is actually when you're treated like one. And Jesus showed us the way how to respond when we are treated like one. And then also chose to, in his authority, kneel down and wash feet on the week of his passion, which we're about ready to celebrate. This call to servanthood, is that why you got into ministry? Is that why you did this? What was the reason? How did you step into this role at kind of serving the, the you know, in culture, the least among us, uh, at least over historically, kids have been told to be seen and not heard, and, and they've been diminished in Jesus, yet Jesus comes along and says, be like a child. How, how come you do this? Why do you minister to kids? Wow. Um, I've hadn't thought about the reason in a while. Um, I just felt from a young age, I would say 14, called into ministry, and God just put kids on my heart just to be able to want to show them um, who who ultimately is their Father in Heaven that loves them. And I think that's what drives me, is I want them to know that they're loved no matter the circumstances um, they're in. They are loved by their Creator, and they're special in His eyes. Yeah. There's probably quite a few folks in our fellowship and listening in today that are looking for that certain sense of where to serve. Um, I think sometimes as a pastor, I feel like it's self-serving to help people serve because it's like, you know, for you to say, it'd be so cool for you to serve, but then it's really, it's you filling a spot, you know? And so we constantly work on our part to make sure that people know this isn't just you're doing something for me, or you're filling a spot, even though those things are necessary. We really want people to lock into what is God asking you to do. 
And, um, and I believe that is way bigger than just our Sundays or Wednesday nights. It can include those things, and I'm glad it does. But I would really want people to know how God shaped them, for you to know at 14 that you had this penchant uh, to do ministry. The challenge of us having ministry team members on this podcast is we don't get some of the perspective of what it feels like to not be in full-time ministry right. um, at a church, because we're all in full-time ministry. That's right. And so maybe you would just pray for us, for people. And I'm going to be teaching more to this this spring or this spring summer about what is your purpose? What is God asking of you to do? Can you find that sort of, not just a sweet spot in terms of how culture is saying to us, but that real sense of God's direction for you and just go after that? Because it's in serving that we really begin to know God in a greater way. So pray over us that we would that God, we would hear from the Lord and that we would step out in faith and check out some of the things he's offering to us. I'd be glad to. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And I just pray for those listening right now, Lord, that they would uh, seek you during this time of Lent, that they would um, have a heart after you and that they would look internally and how you created them and what you created them to do. Lord, we all have a purpose and we all have a place. And so I would just pray that each person listening would be able to find that purpose and find that place, Lord, and that they would be able to um, serve in their in their current neighborhood, their, their current arena at work, at home, Lord, at church, that they would um, have a heart after you and would would do the call that you have on their lives, Lord, that they would, um, even if it's hard, even if it doesn't feel comfortable, Lord, that they would have a heart um, to serve where you would like them to serve. Lord, we thank you for this day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrea. That's really a heart prayer for me today, for you, that you'll hear what God has for you today in this week, in this season of your life, and that all of us in terms of Ephesians 4, where it says, as each part does its work, the body is built up and becomes mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let it be so of us. Thanks again. Till next time. Bye-bye.